Wimbledon is upon us and there's a lot we need to get to. We have a lot of work to do, we have a lot to talk about, there are a lot of questions that need to be addressed. For a lot of us, uh, I guess I can only speak for myself, this feels like Christmas. And I don't even celebrate Christmas. First, before we get into Wimbledon, I haven't had a chance here on the safe space to talk about uh, or to recap uh, the semifinals, the finals, the winners of our, our, of our uh, pre previous week's grass court tournaments, Eastbourne and Bad Omberg. But first, before that, I'm going to go to the beginning of grass season. I'm going to work our way, work my way up to this this last week where, where we had um, our two tournaments, and then we'll get into Wimbledon. Also on the agenda today, there is one player that I'm going to talk about, and that's Contivate. A uh, bit of a random one, maybe it's, uh, she hasn't really been popping up, maybe she's not relevant, and that's exactly why we're talking about her today. Usually when I um, uh, dedicate a segment or spend some time talking about a player, it's because of their recent uh, relevance, significance, or achievements, or underachievements, or something like that. But for Contivate, it's just a, a, a big blank uh, piece of paper, you know, as, as far as uh, Contivate. It's not that, I mean, maybe you can say she has underachieved, or, or we can talk about her shortcomings or her recent poor results. But no, really, if, if we're being uh, fair or, and, and being reasonable, it, she hasn't done anything, like not good or bad. She's been MIA going into Wimbledon. Uh, she's a big question mark. But we'll get to that in a second, and then we'll get to our, our grass court power rankings going into Wimbledon. Uh, our top five players on the surface, uh, based on what we uh, saw in, in, these, in, in, the, in, the, in these six tournaments uh, in these past three weeks. And then we'll look at the draw, we'll look at futures, da 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 da, and then, and then, and then we'll get to all the good stuff. So let's go back to the start of grass court season, our first two tournaments, Nottingham and Den Bosch. The winners were Bihadad Maya and Ekaterina Alexandrova. As we all know, Ekaterina Alexandrova and every other uh, Russian or Belarusian man or woman, man and woman, I guess, are not going to be participating in Wimbledon. They're not invited. Kind of harsh, first tennis tournament to do so. Alexandrova looked great in the, in the first week of grass tournament, unfortunately, not attending. She also looked good in, in the next tournament, uh, which was Berlin, I believe, and then she withdrew from, from Bad Omberg. In the second week, uh, like I just said, where it was Birmingham and Berlin, the winners were Bihadad Maya again, and Ons Jabor she beat Belinda Bencic. Uh, due to retirement in the final after a set. This last week, oh my god, very good and very bad. Petra Kvitova, wow. Petra Kvitova, wow. And Carol Garcia, wow. Wow. I don't know which one is the biggest wow, because one's a really good wow, right? One, one's a, one's like, w like wow, Petra Kvitova looks good. Like, wow, look at Petra Kvitova play. Like, wow, Petra Kvitova's back. 
Wow, look at what Petrikovitz was doing. And the other one is like... Wow! Caro Garcia won a title? Wow! Andrisco, Andrisco packed her bags from a set and a breakup and Caro Garcia beat her to win her title. Wow! You see, those are two different kind of wows. And I think you know which one's bigger. I mean, I know. I, I know which one, which wow. Uh, <laughs> kind of got me going a little bit. But look, of course, this is not to take away uh, uh, anything from Petra Kvitsova. Honestly, we should not be giving praise to Kara Garcia only to Petra Kvitsova, but in, 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 but that makes no sense. It makes it feel like it's not important. So instead of giving praise to Kara Garcia and Bad Omberg, we should shame and and and, and absolutely, uh, what's the word? Fucking roast, demolish, or or scold. Bianca Andreescu for what she did. Uh, again, I'm not. I don't think I'm being harsh. I don't think I'm being unreasonable. But look, uh, and there's a difference. Petra Kvitova, she deserves all the praise and the credit, and we should clap for her, and we should talk about her, and we should watch out for her. Petra Kvitova. Ostapenko, what she did, you can say, um, she she played like shit. She was reckless. She was erratic. No, Petra Kvitova made her made her like that. That was a result of how good and solid and consistent and, and simply unplayable Petra Kvitova was. And, and that was the case. Ostapenko uh, didn't really do much wrong. But Caro Garcia, no, we, we cannot give her the same kind of praise. Uh, when, a, when a player wins, when a player uh, gets a good result, you have to look at the performance of not only her, but her opponent. Did her opponent tank, shit the bed, choke on a fat one, pack all of her shit, and leave? If yes, then you cannot give credit to the player that won. Kara Garcia, this was her first title since 2019. Petra this was her first final since March of last year in Doha, which she won. That was the last time Petra Kvitova was competitive. She beat uh, Moguruta, who, uh, you know, that time was probably also the last time she was competitive. If you take away, which which now looks like a huge anomaly or outlier, the Guadalajara uh, WTA uh, uh, Tour Finals. The, the year-end finals at the end of the WTA season. And, and Guadalajara, Moguruta looked amazing, but, but that really does look like a huge fucking fat outlier anomaly, whatever you want to call it. Based on what we're seeing now, and based on what we saw right before that, uh, you know, leading up to those finals, since March, uh, Magruta fell off uh, a really big cliff. But Magruta then, by the way, in Doha, made the final, lost to Kvitova the week after, went to Dubai, won the final. And that was it. For Kvitova, though, she won that... that um, Title in Doha played great. It was a thousand levels, one of the big ones. I, th I believe it's the first thousand level of the year. 
went to Dubai the week after, retired against Julie Teichman, fell off a cliff, uh, and and still. Until today, until this week, wow. Petra Kvitova has won Wimbledon twice. Petra Kvitova looks good, man. Before the semi-final against Bia Haddad Maya, Bia, uh, Bia Haddad Maya was the best grass court player in the world. She was 12-0, 16-0 if you uh, count doubles. Uh, she had two titles in a row, uh, three if you count doubles. And Petra Kvitova beat her. Petra Kvitova, her last three matches en route, en route to the uh, WTA 500 title in Eastbourne, beat Harriet Dart, who really did nothing wrong. Beat Bia Haddad Maya, who really uh, was continuing to play well. Please don't talk to me about, oh, she's tired. Like, how could... Uh, stop. Please stop. Please stop. And also, Pinka was finding form, looking like she, like she was well, she cared and she was interested once again, and was playing good and did play good actually, and and she was she was looking scary, and she was a threat to Petra Kvitova. They they met each other in Dubai. Also, Pinka went on to win, uh, not only that match but the title, of course, and that was a really good one. It's hard to make grass court power rankings because not many players decided to play. And many players kind of played and then withdrew. Some people did not play at all, such as Igor Fiontek and Jesse Pagula. And Danielle Collins. And Annette Contivate. Now to talk about Annette Contivate a little bit, we talked about Muguruza uh, for a little bit here, and we talked about Kvitsov for a little bit, about how last year uh, did good and then disappeared. Talk about Annette Contivate. Uh, Annette Contivate last year from September to March, she was the best player in the world. I think she won like four titles in a row, uh, or, or three, or like three out of four, or four out of five or something. That one that sh that she didn't win was Indian Wells semi-final lost to Jabor, I believe, or something like that. Was it J was it Jabor? Was it Bedosa or Jabor? I don't know, but lost to lost to someone in Indian Wells. It was really disappointing. Bedosa went on to win it. I believe she beat Vika in the final. Vika beat Ostapenko. Bedosa, I think, beat Jabor or, or someone. Uh, don't think it was Contivate. It was whoever beat Contivate. That's who Bedosa beat in the semifinal, and then played Vika, who beat Ostapenko in the final. And Bedosa won it. That's disgusting. By the way, I was just talking about players who didn't play grass season. Did Paula Bedosa play uh, in grass this this year? I think no, right? Oh no, she did. That's right, she did. But but did she really even play though? Hmm. Wow, Annette Contevain, we need to we need to know what's up. There's a serious question that needs to be asked. 
I mean, there's a, from the players in the top tour that are in the mix, the players that you see all the time, the the, the they're in the top ten, but the top ten really means nothing at the moment. Uh, I don't think it has uh, all season really. Um, you know, uh, if Zachary Bedosa and Ons Jabor in the top ten, you know, this this list needs work. And it's not really a list; it's the rankings. So uh, forget it, for, forget about it. But and let's cultivate like like we know we know Unstjabur whatever, we know Maria Sakari ain't shit. We know Paula Bedosa ain't shit. We know what Iga Shiontek is about. Pluskova, Mogorutha, who else is in there? Tell me names. Ah, of course, Sabalenka, Pliskova, uh, Jesse Pikula, Daniel Collins, Mogorutha, Raducanu, Kokogov, Kasatkina, Krizikova, Lili Fernandez, Bencic, Ostapenko, Simona Halep, Angie Kerber, Vika. That's the top 20. And I think we know. Like Ons Jabor, we know. Paula Bedosa, Mar Maria Sakari, we know. They ain't shit. Arena Sabalenka, we know. And she's not playing. Ka Karolina Pliskova, well, we sort of kind of know. It's not very good, but we know. Danielle Collins, now Danielle Collins is an interesting one because I think that is also somewhat of a question mark, but I think she's just a very volatile player and, uh, you know, due to that, in essence, she will always sort of be a question mark just because of his volatile, just because of her volatility, volatility, similar to someone like Camilla Georgie or even Ostapenko. Now, a lot of people don't know, but I know Jesse Pegula, I know what, the, what she's about. And maybe we can talk about that later. I'm very surprised that Jessica Gula did not decide to play a, a single grass tournament, but she, but she did she did play an incredible amount on clay. The final in Madrid uh, made some noise in Rome. Uh, French Open, she was in the mix for a little bit. Uh, I guess some much needed time off before Wimbledon. Fair enough. Maybe Jilly Teichman needed to do the same, honestly. Because that's also a player that played a lot on the clay. Came on the grass and... Ugh, Jilly Teichman. Garbini Muguruza, we know. Emma Raducanu, we know. Coco Goff, we know. Kasatkina, Krzykova, Leila Fernandez, we know. Belinda Bencic is uh, the world number 16. I know that she's top top 5 in the world. I know. Ostapenko, I know. Simona Halep. I know Kerber and Azarenka, I think they're finished. We know all of these things. Annette Contivate? I don't know. I don't know anything. I mean, I like her a lot. I saw what she's capable of. But what I don't know is what was what I saw from September to March, from September of last year to March this year. Like, Annette, that Annette Contivate. Is, was that just s s like an incredible, not a fluke, but just an incredible run of form, like 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 something like that, like a, like a once in a lifetime kind of thing, like form of her life, like you know, was it like that, a purple patch of sorts, something that can be done once and uh, and that's your peak, it it cannot be replicated. It cannot be replicated, Annette Contivate. That's a shit ton of T's. Can you try saying that super fast?
Annette cultivates something I can I can't do. Annette cultivates something that cannot be replicated. That's a shit ton of teas. Can you try saying that really really fast? And you have to pronounce the teas. Annette cultivates something that cannot be replicated. That's a shit ton of teas. Wow, you can't do that. You can't do what I just did. But no, tell me, was was that really like that, or or? Like, it, it cannot happen again? Or is that really what she is about? And and if she plays well with, 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 with rhythm, with confidence, and finds her form and gets going, because uh, Annette's Cultivate, that's... Sh she is truly a rhythm player. Usually when we say someone is a rhythm player, usually we associate that with someone that's a pusher or someone that needs to, you know, play a, a lot of time on court, uh, long matches... Uh, find the rhythm, outlast their opponent. No, 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 it's not like that. Uh, that that is, uh, you, for for some people, the, those two things are synonymous: being a pusher, being a rhythm player. But Annette's cultivate is an absolutely a rhythm player more than anyone probably. But she's also absolutely not a pusher. We 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 uh, we know what she's about. Her her play style, at least, we we know what it's like. It's aggressive. It's commanding. It's hitting the ball early. It's hitting big forehand, backhand. It's dictating. But she's all about the rhythm. The found the her the foundation of her game is confidence and rhythm. And then then the tennis follows. Then everything the forehand back everything else follows after that. And that's cultivate. September to March, that's also the hardcore season. September to March, it's it's all hardcore. Clay is probably from like May March till May or something like that. Uh, grass is like June, and then Wimbledon goes into July, and that's it. And then it's some time off, and then it's a U.S. Um, uh, you know the, the the North American swing, U.S. and Canada, U.S. Open, da 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 da, and that's pretty much the end of the season. There's a couple of tournaments here and there, and then it's off to Australia, more hardcore. But Annette Contivate historically, like, yeah, she hasn't been insane on clay and grass, but she's been somewhat competitive, or at least the drop-off was not this big. But also, you can say Annette Contivate never in her life has, has has her high or her hardcore seasons have, have not been that great, that good. Um, so maybe it's r somewhat r reasonable or realistic to expect that since her hardcore level went up so high it, it's it's to be expected that the gap ha has now widened or the drop-off is even larger than before since her clay and grass is, is not that good and it's not her strong suit can I tell you can I tell you something really I think Annette Contivate is gonna have an amazing Wimbledon Last year she lost in the first round. Her career best was the third round. I think she made the third round, then lost in the third round uh, three times. And then the first round lost three times. She's never lost in the second round. Every time she's made the second round, went on to the third and then lost there and that was it. But this year I think she's going to do... Big things in Wimbledon, and I don't 
I mean, I do know what her draw looks like, but I'm saying this regardless of her draw. Is that a word? Reg whatever. Regardless of her, whatever the draw looks like, it doesn't matter. I have a good feeling about this. Why? Because it just feels like like she needs to be back eventually. Does that even make sense? Is that even a reason? I don't know, but it's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like when someone is away... Uh, uh, I'm going to give you a really bad example. You know in roulette? When you play roulette? Like, yo, it was black like 10 times. Like, you, like it, the next one just has to be red. Like, like, it has to be. Like, I don't care if everything else was black. Like, like, this one just has to be red. It can't just keep being black, right? It's a similar thing here. And, like, and I know she's a good player, and, and I do believe that what we saw before is, is not something crazy that, you know, form of her life type shit, that's her peaking. No, I think that's who she is. She just needs to find that level, and I think she'll find it here, and we'll be back on track. Obviously, I am basing this on absolutely nothing, and this is why it's, um, and this is why I'm even saying this because it's not something that's a given or obvious. I feel like a lot of people are not even thinking or looking about cultivate. Maybe some people even forgot about cultivate. But cultivate is the world number three. And I know I said regardless of her draw, but we're gonna look at her draw, and it's uh, quite good. And this time, last year, I know it wasn't Wimbledon specifically, but after the uh, Wimbledon, that's when we started to see Contivate just fucking take off. And it feels that kind of year, and, 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 and it's a Grand Slam, and you know some crazy shit's gonna happen. I mean, when people say crazy shit or think of, like, some outlandish shit that's gonna happen, they think of, like, some no-name bursting through pulling off three, four, five upsets. Emirato Kano, for example, as a qualifier, winning the US Open without dropping a set. Something like that. Every, every tournament, there's there's one or two. Coco Goff making a final of, of the French Open. Just fucking kill me. You know what I mean? Crazy shit happens all the time. But this isn't really even that crazy, even though it is. It, it, it kind of is. To, to say that Contavate is going to have a good Wimbledon, it kind of is because nobody is talking about her, and nobody um, is worried about her. Nobody is, is sort of uh, like she is not in any sort of uh, discussion, good or bad. It's not even that people are talking shit or talking down on her. Like no, like nobody, like like quite literally, no one is talking about her. And I think we're gonna be surprised. There, one more person I want to talk about. Before we get into the draw, we'll, we'll, we'll fully get into the draw, we'll focus, we'll get to work. Uh, and then we'll look at tomorrow's uh, first round matches that we have. There's 30, 32 of them, half of the first round matches tomorrow. And then we'll do our picks, we'll do all of that good stuff. Da, 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 da. After this, I just want to say one more thing. So we know Serena Williams is playing here in Wimbledon. And uh, I'll give you a spoiler. In the first round, she plays Harmony 10, the French woman. French woman, Harmony 10. Now look, Serena in her past, Serena Williams, I mean, look, she's 40 years old, so when I say in her past, I mean, that's quite some data, you know what I mean? 
Like, like that is a lot of years, a lot of tennis, a lot, uh, and and here's my point, and and that's a lot of, uh, for forgive me if this is inappropriate, but a lot of body types, and and look, I don't body shame or anything like that. Uh, that's not appropriate. That's uh, it's not relevant. But Serena has won titles uh, when she was thick. Uh, when she was, uh, she's won titles and been competitive when she was chunky, when she was lean, when she was athletic, when uh, when she was pregnant. I mean, you name it. Yeah, you name whatever. You know what I mean? Out of shape. Uh, Serena Williams makes it work. Doesn't matter how she looks, or physically even uh, what she's like. So I'm, I'm not saying she's gonna make it work and she's gonna win Wimbledon. I'm not. I'm not that's not what I'm saying. Please. Uh, just stay with me here. What I'm saying is, you can't say she's gonna suck or she's gonna do bad because she's looking thick as fuck and she's out of shape. You can't say that. But that's not to say that she, uh, she is gonna win. Uh, please stay w focus with me, please. There's a difference between saying something and 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 not being allowed to say something. You are not allowed to say that she will not be competitive. Because she looks like this, and, and she looks very, very thick. You can't say that. Let's get to the draw, then. Before we get into the draw, we're going to talk about withdrawals, or, or people that are not attending, people that are not participating, whether due to pregnancy, whether they're banned, whether they decided not to play, whether they're injured, whatever it is. Okay, so we're going to start with the players that are banned. And not allowed to participate. Uh, here they go from highest rank to lowest Sabalenka, Azarenka, Kasatkina, Pavlichenkova, although she's also injured, but she's also banned. That's just amazing. Uh, Samsonova, Kudermetova, Alexandrova, Sasnovich, Grasheva, Potapova, and Kalinskaya. Players that are not attending due to injury or other reasons, such as pregnancy, are Elena Svitolina, pregnancy. Vondrusova, Jacqueline Christian, and then Sofia, Sofia Kennan, Leila Fernandez, Osaka, Mayar Sharif, Anna Konya. Uh, Sonia Kennan, I cannot comment uh, as to why she's not attending, but I think I think we can, uh, you know, kind of guess. Svitolina's pregnant, Vondrusova's injured, Christian the same. Leila Fernandez broke her foot in the French Open. Naomi Osaka, uh, yeah, Mayor Sharif also with, with a broke, broken bones on her foot. Uh, Anna Konya has, pro has probably had enough of losing from a setup. Now, as always, we're going to start at the top of the draw. And as always, at the top of the draw, on, on line one is the number one scene. And as always, which, which I say now because this is going to be a case for a very long time, the number one seed is Iga Świątek. Iga Świątek at the French Open was the one seed uh, for, for the first time. God qualifier Lesia Tsurenko here in Wimbledon, the one seed for the first time, gets qualifier Jana Fett. Oh, this is really tough for Jana Fett. She played really well in qualies, uh, but, but that's it for Jana Fett. Iga Świątek in the second round will face either Sonia Kartel, the wildcard, British wildcard, or Danka Kovinic, uh, Iga Świątek is through to the third round. Claire Liu versus Nuria Perez Diaz, 
the winner will face Alize Cornet or Yulia Putintseva. That's a really good first round match. Every look, every time, every time we look at a draw, every time we break down a draw, we look at the first round matchups, and every time there are always two players that we like that we're a fan of, two girls that we like to back, two girls that are really good and competitive and can make something happen, meet in the first round every time. It's it's unbelievable. It's it's inevitable. It's 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 unreal. Uh, it happens all the time, yet I still can't believe it. I mean, uh, at first I was kind of joking, like I was half serious, but now what is this? The first one, two, three, four, five, six times, okay, it's kind of funny, whatever. Haha, <laughs> this is a crazy coincidence. But not, not like this, not every time. Julie Teichman and Isla Tomjanovic's sexy ass in the first round, why? Where is Sonia Kartal or uh, Bektas, the qualifier, or, or Kukova? Where? Why? Or, or Harrison, the qualifier? Why? <sighs> Look, this is a really this is a really good match. Look, Ila Tomjanovic last year was a quarter finalist. Look, I like the way grass plays, the the the, the game on grass court, the surface. Ila Tomjanovic, we talk about this all the time. I had a divorce, uh, I, divor I had a d divorce with Ila Tomjanovic maybe uh, like a, about a, a month ago or whatever. I think it was during the French Open or something. Or maybe it was like the first grass, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but, but Ila Tomjanovic, I, I broke up with her because I know how great she can be. But, unfortunately, it's not even close uh, with her. You know what I mean? And that's just toxic. You know what I mean? So we, we couldn't do that anymore. Jilly Teichman, it's a bit of the same. Jilly Teichman on her day, when she's looking good, feeling good, and, 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 and playing good, and feeling herself. Watch out for that lefty, man. Ala Tomjanovic, huge forehand-backhand. So solid. So solid, the forehand-backhand of Tomjanovic during a rally on the baseline, she can sit there and just murder you. Ayla Tomjanovic serving, she can either serve up a storm, aces down the tee, aces out wide, big serve out wide, followed by a huge backhand cross-court winner, the 1-2 the, the combo, or she can shit out double faults like it's nothing, man. This is a, this is a tough one, but you you just feel like whoever wins this will get something going, and I have no idea who it's who it's gonna be. But this is not the purpose of this uh, segment just yet. But for now, for now, I'm saying I'm saying Ayla Tomjanovic for now. For the for the sake of this activity, the winner will face uh, Harrison, the qualifier, or Arangs the Rus, and. That is partly the, the reason why I said that they'll have a chance to get going because it gets easier from there. Vicky Gulovic versus Andrea Petkovic. This match is disgusting. And and I'm telling you from now, we're not going to bet this match. This match is a pass. I'm telling you from, from now. 
There's 64 first-round matches, so uh, h how many passes do you think is acceptable? I mean, usually I keep it like one a day or one per tournament when there's like only like eight matches. Uh, so what's eight? Eight. So at least eight, correct? Because eight times eight, a uh, sixty-four. So I need at least eight passes. That's one. I'm gonna have. I'm probably gonna have like like thirty passes, honestly, in the first round. Uh, just to note, uh, I hate to be negative, uh, and 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 this saddens me, but the first round matchups look really shit. And we're in the top half of the draw. Just wait till we get to the bottom half of the draw. The bottom half of the draw, the draw is shit in general. All the players there suck, and 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 especially the first round matches in the bottom half of the draw are disgusting. They're gross. But we're still we're still at the top half of the draw, and we've already had Sonia Cartel, Danka Kovinic, Claire Lune, Ria Princess Diaz. and this girl called Harrison, the qualifier versus Arang Sarus, and now Golubic uh, Petkovic. The winner of Gulubic Petkovic is going to play either Zanevska or Krzykova. I really like Zanevska to cause an upset. Zanevska, for some reason, uh, is never being shown respect. And and un unfortunately for Zanevska, is always getting tough opponents. And, and that's why she probably gets no respect, because she always loses. Uh, she played against Pliskova in, in her second-to-last tournament. And then her last tournament played against Alexandrova in the first round. Now she gets Krzykova. Like, it's, it's not fun for her. It's not fun for her, but some, and I really like her, and, and that's probably why she gets uh, shit draws, because Safe likes her. Find all the girls that Safe's like, uh, that Safe likes, sorry, and, and just fucking ru ruin her day, ruin his day, ruin his life, ruin her life, and, 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 and match her against another player he likes. So, so one of them is guaranteed to go home. Uh, fuck that shit. So that's the first section of the draw, uh, the, f the the first section of the first quarter. Um, so Shviontek, uh, uh, if, we, if we're going by seeds here, Shviontek and Krzykova is a potential fourth round match. I don't think we're going to get it though, I don't think Krzykova makes it that far. Krzykova is 0-2 in 2022. And the bottom section of the first quarter of the draw Muguruza versus Greet Minen um fuck man Greet Minen just seems like the type of player to, to ruin Muguruza's day but Greet Minen is a piece of shit player but Muguruza is struggling Greet Minen is, is the type of piece of shit player where like if 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 you're struggling and you give her some hope in life like she's she's gonna turn into an annoying piece of shit player And there is nothing in the world that I hate more than piece of shit players that win matches. Cause because it shouldn't happen. Why? Because you're a piece of shit player. But I don't know, I'm saying Muguruza wins this, let's have it. The winner of that will face either Shinwen Sheng, the first love of my life, or Sloan Stevens. Now look, Sloan Stevens in slams, uh, we know what's good. Uh, Sloan Stevens, not in a slam. We know what's good also, and and those what's goods are, are totally different, right? Uh, Clay season, Sloane Stephen at a non-slam, we saw what's good. She lost a girl called Nafisa Berberovic. Uh, and then and the, once the, also on Clay, when the French Open came around, uh, Sloane Stevens, we saw what's good. 
She beat I don't know who and I don't know who, beat Julie Teichman, Sori Cristeo, and won 12 games in a row to win the match twice. Uh, Sloane Stevens. And then obviously ran into Coco Goff, who's one of the best players in the world, and obviously lost her. Because, you know, Coco, Coco, Coco Goff, Red Open finalists. I mean, uh, please. Shin Wen Shang, Sloane Stevens, they faced each other uh, faced each other in Charleston. Shin Wen Shang won in straight sets. Shin Wen Shang on the grass, it's not been very good. But Shin Wen Shang really does seem like a sort of beast slayer, f sort of fearless as an underdog against a big name. Like, uh, you don't expect her to be in the mix, but she'll come for your neck. But this is Sloane Stevens, more experienced, better on the surface. Sloane Stevens at a slam, like we said. Shin Wen Shang not very good on the surface. I think this is a very tough one to call, but uh, deep down I think I know the answer, but I'm a bit scared because it's gross. But I'm going to say Sloan Stevens because I'm really trying to, to be objective and non-biased. But every time I I, I, I I bet on someone that I know is shit, they lose and it, it turns up and, and it turns into being the, the biggest I fucking knew it moment. Or like a I told you so to myself. So I, I think it's best for me to just stick to my instincts and what I believe in. Like if I believe in something, it's for a reason, right? Like if I really, really don't like a player, like it's for a reason, right? And if I'm really, 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 really on a player constantly and I like them a lot, it's for a reason, right? And that's what I sort of tell you, I tell myself, like, it's it's intuition, like, if, if you constantly feel strongly uh, about something and, and I'm passionate, then just fucking stick with it, stick to your guns. I'm saying Sloan Stevens, though. And, the, and then look, the winner of that will face Mugurutha, oof. Or Minin. Look, or Minin, not necessarily Mugurutha, Mugurutha or Minin. Bektas, the American qualifier, versus Andriscu. The winner of that, lucky loser Coco Vandewey versus Elena Rybakina. It looks like Andriscu, Elena Rybakina is the second round match. And the winner of that second round match will either possibly face Sloane Stevens or Mugurutha. Wow. Let's recap here. Andrisku, Rabakana, two players that I really, really like, will face each other as soon as the second round. And the winner will face either Shinwen Shang, Sloane Stevens, or Mugrutha. Wow, where is the easy draw? Where is the variance? Why does this happen always? Why does this happen always? Andrisku Rabakana is going to be a very, very good second round match. One of them is going to go home. At the beginning of the year, I made a list of all four slams. Uh, you know, beginning of the tennis year, like it's so slow, there's all kinds of shit and content and trends being out on Twitter. One of the trends was, uh, was a bit of a common one. It's like, uh, name your four slam winners for the year. And fuck, let me go find mine. Okay, here we are, here we're mine. Are you ready? December 27th, 2021. So just at the end of last year. Uh, I predicted these are the four slam champions of the year. Australian Open Muguruza, French Open Sabalenka, Wimbledon Rabakina, US Open Pagula. So far, I am a resounding 0 for 2 and it's like not even a, uh, not even close. You know, like I'm way way off. Uh from I'm trying to think Muguruza at the Australian Open um 
Who the fuck did she lose to, man? It's bad. I know. I know it's bad. I know it's bad. I'm gonna have to go look now. Yeah, so Muguruza lost in the second round to Alize Cornet in straight sets, but we know what Alize Cornet went on to do. Made the second week uh, of a slam for the first time. I made the quarterfinal of a slam uh, ever for the first time ever. Any slam ever, 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 ever. Uh, beat Halep as well. Uh, but Muguruza losing in the second round to Alize Cornet. Mm. And Sabalenka at the French Open, I think, lost to Georgie, right? It was bad, like second or third round, something like that. Third round, was it? Really bad. And Camilla, Camilla Georgie then wasn't wasn't getting her tennis on either. But here, I, I, I said Wimbledon, I said Rybakina. At the start of grass season a couple of weeks ago, I said my, my, my three players on my, my, on my ones-to-watch list, uh, the three players on my ones-to-watch are... Belinda Bencic, Kaya Yuvan, Elena Rybakina. Elena Rybakina had very high hopes for her uh, on the grass for Wimbledon. I said she was going to win. But I don't know, man. She gets a huge early test against El uh, Bianca Andreescu. Elena Rybakina historically, uh, well, shit, pre-COVID, like 2019 and early, very early 2020, uh, did very well against big players and big matches. This is a big player in a big match, but please be reminded, Bianca Andreescu, uh, let's not forget what she did against uh, Carol Garcia in the Bad Homburg final. We need to not forget about that and just keep that in mind. I, I think that's very telling on, on who Bianca Andreescu really is and what she is all about at the moment, Bianca Andreescu. Eleanor Bakken has just been one big disappointment. Also, we need to address what she did against Lesia Tsarenko here last week. But look. I still am I'm a believer and I do have high hopes for her. But uh, we're also officially, officially broken up. But I think she wins this and I think Eleanor Rybakina will be one player to watch. None of the first round matches are really crazy, but that, for a second round match, that is really good. For a lot of people, those are two contenders. And the word contender is thrown around like crazy, like uh, people will tell you Maria Sakkari is a contender. Please shut your mouth, Paula Bedosa player. Like, like, shut, like, actually shut up. Like, like, shut up, man. Uh, pe people talk about contenders as if it's like, uh... Uh, a bag of chips or, or a chocolate bar or something like ah oh, here here contender contender can no 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 but no really uh, Eleanor Bakina and Drisku those those are certainly uh, contenders here Shelby Rogers for versus Petra Martic I'm telling you right now this match is gonna be a pass uh, I I have no interest and of course it's an easy match for both players. And it's, it's again, shit players getting uh, easy players and, and playing other shit players and easy draws always. The winner of that gets Kukova and Pugosi. Look, like like this uh, this sort of theory or this trend, it's undefeated, man. It's, it's, uh, it's flawless. 
it has a hundred uh, percent success rate it always happens there's evidence for for both sides where good players uh, get tough draws and 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 then the shit players get easy draws uh, why i don't know like look like look, look just look at this shelby rogers petra martich the winner plays Christina Kukova or Laura Pegosi. Th this is undefeated. That means one of these players is going to make the third round. That means Kukova or Pegosi is going to make the second round. I'm telling you, Kukova and Pegosi should not be playing in the first round of qualifying at a slam. But one of them is going to make the second round of the main draw at a slam at Wimbledon wearing their nice white dresses. My goodness, man. Rebecca Masarova versus Harriet Dart. The winner will play Donna Vekic versus Jesse Pagula. Again, two players that are good, that have a chance, that, that I'm hopeful for, that I like, face each other in the first round. Donna Vekic, Jesse Pagula, why? I mean, I'm tired. I'm actually tired of this. Like, look, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I, I don't want to keep scrolling and looking at the rest of the draw and sit here and talk about it. I'm actually annoyed. Why does this always happen? When will it stop? Just wait till you see who Maria Sakri uh, faces. Uh, I'm, I'm just, just uh, heads up. Uh, if you're wearing headphones or something, you might have to mute or skip. I'll tell you when it's coming. Uh, if you think I'm being outrageous, wait till you see who Maria Sakari plays, please. But no, this is the this is the bottom of the first quarter of the draw, the bottom of the the second section of the f first quarter of the draw. Donna Vekic versus Jesse Pagula. It's gonna have to be a Jesse Pagula. Honestly, Jesse Pagula's path is not easy. But it is easy at first, relatively. Dona Vekic, uh, a tough one. One of the better grass players, an experienced player. It can be a handful for any player, uh, especially on the grass. Jesse Pagula has not played any grass, uh, but I don't think it'll be a problem for her. Uh, Jesse Pagula wearing all white. Oof. That's going to be a sight to see. As well as her tennis, I think. I, I think with the rest, she'll be good. Uh, she She's proved to be um, an all-court kind of player. Uh, nothing really stops her from playing her game. Uh, I think her, her, her problems are, are, are mostly mental and, and, and being able to close out and, and to front run better and, and things like that. But as far as the surface goes or the lack of match play on the surface uh, for Jesse Pagula, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I'm I'm glad she's well rested because she did play a lot. She's not the fittest in the world, and the way she plays, and the way she was choking and extending matches for no reason, uh, she did actually eventually accumulate a lot of hours on court, a lot of match play, and and I think this extended time off might be a good idea uh, for the slam. It's time to see Jesse Pagula at a slam with some rest. Unfortunately for Jesse Pagula, once again, she's in uh, Iga Sviantek's draw, or section, rather, or quarter. That's who she lost to in Miami. Iga Sviantek won that. That's who she lost to at the French Open. 
Iga Świątek won that. Um, if they face each other here in the quarterfinal, will Iga win? And then Iga, well, then we'll say Iga Świątek won that at the end? I don't know. Just to recap, this first quarter of the draw, these are the seeds in no particular order. Uh, Iga Świątek, Yulia Putintseva, Julie Teichman, Krzyzikova, Muguruta, Rybakina, Shelby Rogers, Pagula. Unseeded players to take a note of Donna Vekic, Harriet Dart, Andriscu, Sloane Stevens, Shinwen Shang, who play against each other, Ayla Tamjanovic, hmm, Alize Corne, hmm, and Gulubic and Petkovic, huh. Some people will tell you these are players of note. Some people this will, will tell you that this is one of the more notable first-round matches. Uh, but no, sorry. The only thing is notable that is notable about it is how shit and unwatchable it's gonna be. And on top of that, it's also it's, oh, the only thing of note is how people are gonna talk about it as if it's of note. Disgusting. Gulabich man, we really thought like you know she kind of maybe sort of had it going. Uh, if you remember her, I think it was the first week of grass. Was it Nottingham? Uh, she got it going a little bit. We called her Roger Federer. It looked like, uh, you know, Roger Federer came back, possessed her body, and started playing tennis. But no, Vicky Golubic, uh, it's horrible. When I was in Dubai, I met one of her coaches. And, and was just sort of like bullshitting with him with talking. He said, uh, Vicky, he called her Vicky. He said one of the problems with Vicky, uh, she can play tennis for four hours and not have a problem. But her mind, I, I think I might have shared this before here on the show, uh, but her mind mentally, she cannot go for 30 minutes. But physically, on a tennis court, she can go for four, uh, four five, six hours more than any other player. She, she can fucking last forever. But mentally, she cannot go. I think it's that's so a accurate. I think that is spot on. When, once you once you once you know who Vicky Golubic is and what she's about, and see her play tennis, oh my God, what a shit show! What a mess! She's a mess. That, that's what you call a mess. And Petkovic is so far gone. Like, look, I hate bad matchups, and and I hate bad matchups because it's two shit players against each other and one of them is guaranteed to go through and and shit matchups piss me off even more when I know that there are players in the same draw in the same round uh, playing each other in the first round should be a quarterfinal if Dona Vekic Jesse Pagula was a quarterfinal no one would bat an eye uh, no reasonable person would bat an eye if Vekic Pagula was a Wimbledon quarterfinal it's a first round So I have an interactive draw here in front of me. I'm going to fill out the the matchups and we'll see what's good. So from the top, Iga Świątek to beat Jana Fett. Danko Kovinic to beat Kartal the wildcard. I'm saying Nuria Perez-Diaz beats Claire Lou. Claire Lou, Claire Lou, for a moment, was one of the informed players on tour. Uh, since then, she's uh, fall fallen off a cliff. 
I'm saying Nuria Perizas Diaz. I'm saying Putintseva beats Alize Corne. I'm saying Tomjanovic beats Julie Teichman. I'm saying uh, Catherine Harrison, the qualifier, beats Arankster Rus. Fuck me in the ass. I'm saying Gulovic beats Petkovic. I'm saying Zanevska beats Krijikova. I'm saying Muguruza beats Minen. I'm saying Sloan Stevens beats Shinwen Chang. Andrisku beats Bektas. Rabakina beats Coco Vandewey. I'm saying Petra Martic beats Shelby Rogers. Kukova beats Pagosi. Harriet Dart beats Masarova. And Jesse Pagula beats Igor Fiontek. Igor Fiontek beats Danka Kovinic. Putintseva beats Nuria Perez Diaz. Tomjanovic beats Kathy Harrison. Watch out, Ala Tomjanovic is in the third round. Can you believe it? We're doing this again. I'm falling into the same trap again. Zanevska beats Gulovic. No. Fuck, man. Gulovic has it so easy. Gulovic is in the third round. We'll face Ala Tomjanovic. Muguruza beats Sloane Stevens. Rabakina beats Andriescu. Petra Marcic beats Kristina Kukova. Jesse Pugula beats Harriet Dart. Yulia Putintseva, man. Fuck, man. Putintseva had a good, had a really good run at Wimbledon in 2019. Uh, you know, if any on if you search gifs like on on Twitter or like uh, any sort of gif search. And type in Putintseva. Most of those gifts are going to be from her at Wimbledon in 2019. Uh, where she actually had an incredible run. Um, she also, wow, looks so good in all white. Uh, but that's totally besides the point. Um, but Putintseva against Iga Świątek, it's really hard to call that upset. Like, e extremely hard. You know what I mean? But I really want to click Putintseva. And I'm going to. Putintseva beats Iga Świątek. Tomjanovic Gulovic rematch? Fuck, man. Tomjanovic. I mean, here we are again, man. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Tomjanovic is through to the fourth, fourth round, faces Putintseva. Rybakina beats Muguruza. Jesse Begula beats Petra Mortic. Our two fourth round matches from this draw, in this quarter, sorry. Putintseva Tomjanovic, I'm saying Putintseva wins. Pagula Rybakina, wow. Wow, fuck, that's a crazy one. I'm um, trying to think of their heads ahead. The only one I can remember is March of this year. Pagula won in straights in Miami, 6-3, 6-4. Uh, I don't know about any other meetings, but that's a really, really good one. And that's a tough one for Rybakina, but I'm saying Rybakina. And I'm saying Rybakina beats Putin Sevo. And just like that, Rybakina's in the semifinal. By the way, when I say in 2019, Yulia Putin had a really good run at Wimbledon, she only made the second round. 
But in the first round, she beat Naomi Osaka and straights the number two seed, and and that was incredible. It was on Sensor Court. That's where you get all the gifts from. Uh, and in the second round, she lost in straights to none other than Vicky fucking Gulovich. In all seriousness, to wrap up the f this first quarter of the draw, um, some of the potential quarterfinal matchups. Uh, other than the ones I had, the, the quarterfinals uh, matchup that I had was Putinseva, Rybakina. More realistically, um, maybe Iga Świątek, Rybakina, Iga Świątek, Muguruta, Iga Świątek, Andrescu, Iga Świątek, Pegula. Um, a lot of options there. Uh, to talk about Iga Świątek for a little bit, obviously, uh, as we all know, she did not play any of the grass tournaments. Uh, leading up to this, just like Jesse Pagula, just like a couple other players as well, Daniel Collins, Annette Contivate. Um I think it doesn't need to be said, uh, because it uh, probably doesn't mean much, but uh, grass is obviously her weakest surface. Her weakest surface does not necessarily mean that she's weak on the surface, it's just that she's weaker on this surface uh, uh, than, you know, than hardcourt and clay she's obviously very 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 good on those uh, as far as the grass uh, hasn't played much obviously it's a much more specialized surface um, it's the shortest season so like there's not a lot of opportunities to get game time uh, and things like that last year on the grass she was not very good uh, she did play the warm-up last year uh, the warm-up tournaments last year on the grass not very good uh, in Wimbledon, I believe she lost to Uns Jabor, and Uns Jabor, uh, a month before that, lost to Astro Sharma in a 250 final. And Uns Jabor really was uh, no-name baby food last year, uh, th like during this time, this time last year. And she beat, uh, I, th I think she beat Iga and then beat Muguruza at Wimbledon, um, Uns Jabor. But Uns Jabor, probably good on grass, Iga Sviantek. <sighs> I don't know, man. Is she gonna win this? I don't. I really don't know. I I don't know. I I'm if Iga goes far, like look, if Iga makes the final, she's winning. That's clear. No, regardless of who she plays, how she's playing, how her opponent is playing, none of that matters. Um, but will Iga th get there? Will um, I guess that's the first question, uh, or that's the question that matters most. I guess will Iga win this? Uh, does she got it? Is she gonna keep winning? I don't know, please please be reminded. Iga Sviantek, 35 win streak, I believe. Okay, and that is incredible. She's chasing like a million different records at this point. Uh, as far as uh, as far as titles, uh, win streak, uh, it's incredible. Her record in finals, as far as sets and, and, and games and things like that, it's incredible what she's doing. The other question is, like, even if she does make it, will she be pushed? Like, will it? Will she be contested? Will it be close? Because lately, honestly, no. Like, lately she's been winning, and, and the, the craziest part is, it's not even close. Like, it's not a contest. And that's another thing. Like, maybe Iga wins this, and that's to be expected. But maybe it's not close. Maybe she, there's a couple really close ones. You know what I mean? Like, really close ones. Like, a bit scary. You know? That's one to consider. This is a fun little draw. There's a lot of shit, uh, but there's some good players. Um, 
Putin Seva Svensik in the third round. I mean, I, I, I did pick Putin Seva to win that, but I mean, that's a good one. Uh, Tomjanovic, Gulovic, uh, potential rematch in the third round. Muguruza, Rybakin in the third round. Okay. Petro Martic, Pagula, okay. Potential fourth round matches. Uh, Iga, Isla. Putin Seva, Isla. Uh, Muguruza, Pagula. Or Rybakin, Pagula. Uh, you know, or Rubakin and Andrisku in the second round, uh, that could be one. Uh, and then either Rubakin and Muguruza, or Andrisku Muguruza, and then Rubakin and Pagula, or Andrisku Pagula. Could it be uh, Iga and Andrisku again in the four? Uh, anything is possible. Anything, anything, and everything is possible. Of course. But it's an interesting one. I think a lot depends on Andrisku Rabakina and obviously uh, Sviontek Putintseva and then Sviontek or Putintseva against Tomjanovic. I think that will be very telling. And then, wow. No, no, no. There, there's some really good ones. Uh, the path for Rabakina and Andrisku after the first round looks really tough looking back on it. So obviously they play each other, Rabakina and Andrisku, the winner gets Muguruza, and then the winner of that gets Pagula, and then the winner of that gets Shiontek, and then you're in the semi-final, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's tough, tough sledding for sure. For sure, for sure. How about we move on to the next section? Okay, so in the second quarter, uh, so the bottom half of the top half of the draw, uh, just to fire off the, the names of some of the seeds, uh, Bedosa 4, Kvitova 25, Camilla Georgi 21, Simona Halep 16, Coco Goff 11, Enisimova 20, Sara Sribiastormo 32, Kaya Plushkova 6. Unseeded players of note in this section, in this quarter. Yesteremska, Kaya Mukova, Elena Gabriela Rus. Serena Williams, Katie Bolter, Teresa Martinsova. Now this quarter is a bit of a crazy one. Certainly some contenders here, a lot of experienced players, a lot of been there, done that in this section. Quarter. Fuck. Okay, so first up in this quarter, uh, Bedosa, the number four seed. And look, we talk about it all the time, there's no need to repeat myself, it's a two-way street, the shit players always get easy draws, and, and fellow shit players uh, in, in, in early rounds, and the good players get fellow good players and tough draws in the early rounds also. We see it all the time, Paula Bedosa gets uh, this girl called Shiriko, the American qualifier. Uh, the crazy thing is, Shiriko's gonna beat her. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's true. Shiriko's gonna beat her in the second round play against either uh, Irina Maria Barra, one of the worst players on tour, or Chloe Paquet. So this girl, uh, Shiriko, the qualifier, is through to the third round. Bogdan Yastremska, it uh, looks like a semi-final you see at a clay 250. Uh, that's a decent-ish 50-50 match. The winner plays either Jasmine Paulini or Petra Kvitova. Petra Kvitova, obviously J Jasmine Paulini. Jasmine Paulini, uh... One of the few players um, in the world where she got a list named after her called the Jasmine Pauliti, Paulini Treatment. Uh, players on the Jasmine Paulini Treatment. Um, 
or the players, the players that receive the Jasmine Polini treatment, uh, we do not bet on those matches whatsoever, uh, no matter what total side tail fade. We don't, we do not bet those matches. Jasmine Polini has not played a grass court tournament this week, uh, and gets Petrikovitsev in the first round. Uh, Diana Yastremska, Petrikovitsev in the second round looks very good. Very good. Camilla Georgie making some moves, looking better and better, but uh, not not sure what to expect from her. Uh, can't really trust her most of the time. Uh, I know it's still on grass, and Eastboard wasn't too far away, and the conditions aren't too uh, different. They're pretty similar. But there's no telling what she looked like here. I think after one match, maybe two, we can start making assessments on Camilla Georgie. Winner of that, Camilla Georgie, uh, she plays Magdalena Frech, sorry, the winner of that, Rebecca Peterson or Anna Karolina Schmidlova. Easy going for Camilla Georgie, uh, a bunch of no-names, a bunch of 125k challenger players that she'll be facing, good stuff for Camilla Georgie once again. Easy draw, man, easy draw. Flipkins gets Jamie Forless, the qualifier, winner of that, fa faces Kaya Mukova or Simona Halep. Okay, timeout. Look, look, uh, go on Google, right? Stop what you're doing. Go on Google right now and look at Kaya Mukova's f opponents in the first uh, one, two, three rounds of her past few tournaments. Uh, we're going to do this exercise right now together. Uh, look, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's every time. It's every single time. All the good players get tough. Uh, Look, we literally just said Jamie Forless and Kirsten Flipkins is a first round at a slam. And 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 the, the one line under that, Mukova Halep, and you have Forless, Jamie Forless, and Kirsten Flipkins, one of them is going to be playing in the second round. But Mukova Halep, only one of them is going to be playing in the second round. No, this is brutal. This is this is this is brutality. This is worse than police brutality. I'm sorry, but they talk about Black Lives Matter all the time. What about Mukova lives? This is way worse than police brutality. This is un this is unbelievable. It's actually unacceptable. Why 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 is this not a topic of discussion? Oh, this is really truly unbelievable. Okay, so Mukova in her first match of 2022, her first match since last year's uh, <clears throat> US Open on the 1st of September. So her first match this year since then was in March in Miami. Uh, first round, Martinsova. Uh, not, not the hardest, not the toughest match in the world, but, but by no means it's no Kirsten F uh, Flipkins or Jamie Forless. Okay? Or just please wait till you see who Zachary plays. Okay, pl please. I'm saying please. I'm I'm saying please. And Miami, Martinsova first round, Leila Fernandez second round, third round Osaka. Okay? And 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 she withdrew there uh, it was a walkover. Those were her first 3 matches. In Madrid, Shinwen Sheng and then Bencic. Look, that's really tough. First round, Chinwen Sheng. She came through. Second round, Bencic. Rome, first round, Petra Martic. Okay, she lost. Uh, Petra Martic was playing well, but it's okay. Well, we'll, we'll give you that one. Uh, that was an easy one. First round, Petra Martic. Again, not Jamie Forless or, or Kirsten Flipkins. 
or anything like that and just please wait till you see who Maria Sakari plays. French Open, first round Monet, okay. Second round Sakari, who she beat. Third round Anisimova. Berlin, first round Uns Jabour. Uh, Wimbledon, first round Simona Halep. No, no, what is this? And and she's constantly injured. What is this shit look? I'm sorry, but why her? Why can't it happen to someone else? Like, like it's gonna happen to someone. Why her always? Again, where's the fucking variance? Are we talk, we talk. Where is it? This is a really tough match for Kaya Mukova, and 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 she's still recovering from injury, and and is not a hundred percent, and and she's been and since she's been back, she hasn't fully had a chance to get it going and 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 to resume uh, her her sort of like full time status on tour, and then got another. A really bad injury that halted her at the French where she was playing really well was a setup against Anisimova and then that shit happened it's brutal it's really brutal her luck doesn't run out and on top of that her first uh, couple of matches uh, in the first rounds uh, since her return have been tough Uns Jabor Berlin and now Simona Halep Wimbledon come on why does this happen why that's gonna be a really tough one the winner faces either Flipkins or Forless incredible and wh whoever wins this in the in the third round, whoever you know, wh whoever makes it to the third round here, either Mukova or Halep, will most likely be facing Georgie, uh, which I think is is uh, not a problem for either player. Okay, Coco Goff versus Elena Gabriela Rus, not the easiest match in the world for Coco Goff, but she's probably gonna win. Why? Because she's one of the best players in the world. Buzarnisku versus Shunk, the qualifier, our girl Shunk. Shunk, by the way, I'm, I'm just going to say this, opened like minus 110, and I think now she's close to minus 200, which I think is incredible, uh, how qu how quickly and, and significantly that line moved. Uh, Madison Brangle versus Lauren Davis. Yuck, the winner faces either Shin Yu Wang or Anisimova. That, that could be a really interesting uh, first round match, Shin Yu Wang, Anisimova. Winner faces Madison Brengle or Lauren Davis. Yuck. Coco Goff, uh, by the way, faces either Buzarnisku or Shunk uh, if she manages to beat Elena Gabriela Rus. Saras Ribas Tormo versus uh, Christina McHale. Yuck. Winner faces Serena Williams. Or Harmony Tan, the French woman. Honestly, Serena Williams versus Harmony Tan. What do we What do we make of that? Harmony Tan is a piece of shit rat. And then if Serena Williams goes through there, she plays against Sara Suribas Torbo. That's a fucking nightmare, man. That is that is actually a a, a nightmare out of a sick movie. Like like you know those sick fucking movies. That's that for Serena Williams, and, and that's a bit of a crazy one. Clara Burel versus Katie Bolter, the wildcard, could be a very, 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 very interesting one. Uh, Clara Burel is something like plus 400 and or plus 500. Uh, might have to look at that. 
And then an all-check uh, match, uh, which is a really good one for our first round, and it's so harsh for both players. Uh, Martinsova versus Plushkova. Again, good players getting uh, good opponents and tough draws. And, and please be reminded that uh, Flipkins and Forlos is a first-round match. Rebecca Patterson and Anna Schmidlova is a first-round match. Maria Barra and Chloe Paquet, these are all first-round matches. But still, you have Mukova Halep. You have Burel Walter. It's unacceptable. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Martinsova Plushkov, it's unbelievable. That's that for this section. To put our picks into the draw to see what it looks like. We're saying uh, Luisa Shiriko beats Bedosa. Paquet beats Barra. Yastremska beats Bogdan. Kibitova beats Paulini. Georgie beats Frech. Schmidlova is going to beat Pettersson. Flipkins beats Fortless. Halep beats Mukova. Kokogov beats Ruz. Uh, Shunk beats Buzarnisku. Lauren Davis beats Madison Brengel. Uh, Anisimova beats Xi Yuang. Tormo beats Mikhail. Serena beats Harmony Tan, the Frenchwoman. Clara Burel beats Katie Bolter. And Fuck me, man. Martinsova beats Plushkova. Shiriko beats Paquet. Kvitova beats Yastremska. Georgie beats Shmidlova. Halep beats Flipkins. Kokogov beats Shunk. Anisimova beats Lauren Davis. Serena beats Soribas Tormo. Wow. Martinsova beats Burel. Martinsova beats Serena Williams. Anisimova, Goff. Goff beats Anisimova. Halep beats Georgie. Kvitova beats Shuriko. Kvitova beats Halep. Coco Goff beats Martinsova. And in the quarterfinal, Kvitova beats Coco Goff. So our first semifinal is set. In the top half of the draw, we have Rybakina versus Petra Kvitova. I'm going to leave it there. We'll do the semifinals once we've completed the rest of the draw. Kvitova Rybakina, semi-final so far. As far as other potential quarterfinals here, honestly, there's a shit ton, like, um, so, like, from the top section, uh, Bedosa, Yastremska, Kvitova, Halep. I mean, th those are, like, okay, maybe not Bedosa, maybe not Yastremska, but Kvitova and Halep. And, and then from the bottom, either Kokogov, Anisimova, Serena, or Plushkova, or Martinsova, who knows? Um, so there's a lot of different combinations that you can make. Like, could be like Plushkova, Kvitova, uh, Halep, Plushkova, Halep, Serena, Serena, um, Kvitova. Uh, I'm not going to put Bedosa in this mix, but it's possible. Some people will tell you that, uh, but they're lying to you. Okay. Onto the bottom half of the draw, and this this is where it gets really ugly, and you should like uh, either skip or close your eyes or your ears or whatever, because um, this gets really bad. Uh, the bottom half of the draw is who's going to be playing tomorrow. The the top half will be playing on Tuesday. Okay, and it sucks that we get the worst half of of course we do the worst half of the draw uh, in terms of quality and overall uh, in terms of the quality of the first round matches uh, tomorrow. But whatever. So in the 
third quarter and the first quarter of the bottom half of the draw in the first section, uh, here are some of the seeds. Danielle Collins, 7. Alison Risk, 28. Emma Raducanu, 10. Angie Kerber, 15. Elise Mertens, 24. Kai Kanepi, 31. And Uns Jabour, the 3 seed. Mm -hmm. Collins did not play the grass season with a not-so-easy first-round match. Uh, Marie Buskova. Uh, should be good. Uh, upset is on the cards. Uh, would not would not be a surprising one if Bushkova comes through, but Collins uh, should win this, I think. Uh, Collins in the second round will face either Lucia Bronzetti or Ann Lee, the American. Looks like it's... I'm not going to say Ann Lee is officially on the Jasmine Paulini list, so I'm, I'm not going to make a comment there. Uh, I'll just ask Siri. Senyakova gets qualifier Chwalinska. Alison Risk gets in Albon. The Zangbanger Shui Zang gets Misaki Doi. Ew. Kostyuk gets wildcard Katie Swan. Now that's a tough one. Danielle Rose Collins. Okay, let's let's call it let's call it Bronzetti in the second round. Danielle Collins is through to the third round. Sinyakova beats Chwalinska and will face Alison Risk. Uh, I'm saying Alison Risk in the will will win that win the second round, make it to the third round, face Daniel Collins. That's a all-American third round match. Should be good. The Zangbanger beats Misaki Doi and will face either Kostyuk or Katie Swan. Look, that's a very tough one for Kostyuk. But she should come through against Katie Swan, and she should come through to Shui Zhang and make her way to the third round. Where she would face, either. Caro Garcia, the bad ombre champion, gets Miyazaki. And the first round, the wildcard, Miyazaki is going to beat Caro Garcia and face either Van Utvank or Raducanu. Look, don't really like talking picks because it's bad for my OCD in this segment, but Raducanu has a plus next to her name. Playing on center court against Alison van Oetvenk. Now, I know that's a nightmare as well of a, of a first-round match. Um, nightmare first-round matchups include players like Sasnovic, Konya, Kanepi, van Oetvenk, Soribas Tormo. These sort of players, it's just a nightmare. It's sick. It's so sick. And Alison van Oetvenk thinks she's Serena Williams' cousin, and it's a big problem. An Emirat Ukanu man, it's... Oof. This is a stay away for sure, but just watch the match and... and and. But but have your finger on the remote. You know, I know, so you, you know what I mean? So, like, you're either ready to change the channel or turn off the TV. Okay. Miyazaki will beat Caro Garcia, but I think will fall in the second round to either Radukanu or Van Utvank, whoever makes it there. So it looks like Kostyuk versus Radukanu, let's say, in the third round. And that's a really good one. We saw that happen twice. Last year, Kostyuk got the better of Radukanu at Cluj-Napoca. And I believe this year it was Radukanu that got the better of Kostyuk in one of the clay tournaments. Might have been Madrid, right? Angie Kerber versus Kiki Mladenovic. Um, easy match for Angie Kerber, but could be a good one if Mladenovic decides to play tennis. 
uh, two of the older players, more experienced, so this is a bit of an OG matchup for sure. Magdalenette versus Qualifier, our girl, Fernanda Contreras Gomez. Uh, thought we forgot about her, we did not. In, in qualies, she came through again, so she qualified uh, for two straight slams now. Gets Magdalenette, who can play well uh, on her day. She's honestly really, really good. Um, but Fernanda Contreras Gomez, I feel like she's always on her day herself. Obviously, doesn't possess all the quality in the world. Uh, uh, but there is promise, and her ceiling is not that high. But 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 she fights, and and she's consistent, which which uh, goes a long way most of the time on the WTA tour, right? I think either one of those girls is gonna fall to Angie Kerber in the second round, and then Angie Kerber is through to the third round, where she will face either. Zidancic Udvardi, uh, or Maria Camila Osorio Serrano, and or Elise Mertens. Looks like it's gonna be a Zidancic Elise Mertens second round, and uh, let's call it Elise Mertens Angie Kerber third round. Angie Kerber's through to the fourth round. Really easy for Angie Kerber so far. Kai Kanepi, speaking of the devil versus Diane Perry, nightmare for Diane Perry. Who did good in her in her home slam um, just last month? Made some noise, but gets Kaya Kanepi here. It's a nightmare. It's disgusting. I'm so sorry, Dan. The winner of that will face Clara Towson or Hontama, the Japanese qualifier. Clara Towson also one of the players that did not play on grass um, so far this year. Looks like it'll be a Towson Kanepi second round match. Kind of disgusting. And the winner of that will face either Marino or Kawa or Bjorklund or Unstjabor. So honestly, it doesn't matter. Let's say Clara Towson beats Kanepi. Um, let's say Kawa beats Marino. Jabor beats Bjorklund. Jabor beats Kawa in the second round. Beats Towson in the third round. Looks like it's Unstjabor and Angie Kerber in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. So to put in our picks in the draw really quick, Danielle Collins beats Buskova, Bronzetti beats Anne Lee, Senyaka Vibi beats Chwalinska, Alison Risk be beats Inalbon, the Zangbanger beats Misaki Doi, Kostyuk beats Swan, Miyazaki beats Caroline Garcia, Radokano beats Van Utvank, Kerber beats Mladadi, Magda Lynette beats Fernanda Contreras Gomez, Zidancic beats Udvardi, Elise Mertens beats Maria Camila Osorio Serrano, Kai Kanepi beats Diane Parry, Clara Towson beats Maya Hontama, Kawa beats Marino, Unshabur beats Bjorklund. Collins beats Bronzetti, Alison Risk beats Sinyakova, Kostyuk beats Shuai Zhang, Radukanu beats Miyazaki, Angie Kerber beats Magda Lynette, a Strasbourg semi-final rematch, Elise Mertens beats Zidancic, Clara Towson beats Kaya Kanepi. Jabor beats Kawa. Danielle Collins beats Alison Risk. Marta Kostyuk, Emma Raducanu. Wow. Raducanu beats Marta Kostyuk. Angie Kerber beats Elise Mertens. And Jabor beats Clara Towson. Danielle Collins beats Emma Raducanu. And Jabor beats Angie Kerber. Unshabur, Daniel Collins, wow. 
Und Shibor beats Daniel Collins. That's a good one. Honestly, this uh, quarter is a bit ugly, I'd say. Not a lot of contenders. Uh, I know people will tell you Amaro Kano is a contender. Um, Daniel Collins, uh, maybe. Really easy draw for her, though. So that's good news for Daniel Collins. A chance to get her rhythm going. And, you know, chance to get get some confidence and some good wins under her belt before uh, the going gets tough. Uns Jabor, super easy draw. Why are we surprised? Angie Kerber also, until she meets Uns Jabor. And Radukanu, uh, not the. Uh, yeah, easy draw. Van Ertwank, Miyazaki, Kostyuk. And then Daniel Collins. Like, yeah, it's. Uh, it's whatever. But Uns Jabor, this quarter looks like it's hers, and it's uh, too easy, I think. Way too easy. I'd say the only real potential quarterfinal matches here are Jabor versus Collins or Jabor versus Raducanu or in a crazy world Kerber Collins or Kerber Raducanu but in the bottom section of this quarter I don't see how once Jabor doesn't make it, make it out uh, her only real test is Angie Kerber and I think that should be good for Unz so it looks like Unz is going to play in the quarterfinal against either Collins or Raducanu. I think that's uh, straightforward. The only, like, the two other possible surprises, Alison Risk or Kostyuk, I would say. But it's either Collins or Raducanu, whoever wins that uh, fourth round, I would say. A really straightforward section, nothing crazy. Like I said, bottom half of the draw. <laughs> Okay, so the bottom half of the draw, here are some of the seeds in, in sorry, in the, bo the bottom quarter, the last quarter uh, of the draw. Um, here are some of the seeds, Maria Zachary 5, Sori Kirstea 26, Martina Trevisan 22, Ostapenko 12, Bencic 14, Bia Haddad Maya 23, Annalina Kalanina 29, and Annette Kontavate number 2. Now here we go, at the top of this quarter, at the top of the bottom quarter, Maria Zachary, the 5 seed, plays against qualifier Zoe Hives. Who the... Uh, tell me, tell me right now, if you've ever heard... <coughs> I'm actually going to be sick. Like, I'm actually going to be sick. Uh, oh. Please tell me if you've ever heard of Zoe Hives and tell me why your auntie is playing Wimbledon. Tell me why Maria Sakkari uh, got the worst player in the entire draw. T why? How does this happen so consistently all the time? With great, like with great effect. Like it doesn't happen one instance every draw. It happens every draw, every tournament, ten times all over the draw. All over the draw, you see shit like this. Astra Sharma and Tatiana Maria. Is, is another first round match? Like, why? Maria Sakri gets Zoe Hives. I've never heard of her before. And she even won three matches in qualifier. I have never heard of her before. I've never, ever, ever heard of her before. Maria Sakri gets Zoe Hives. My God, if she loses. My God, if she loses. 
So Sakari Zoe Hive, Sakari in the second round will face either wildcard Dario Seville or Tomova. Honestly, Dario Seville, Tomova potentially um, under the radar, pretty good first round match, not nothing crazy, but uh, could be interesting. And whoever wins will will have a really good ch uh, chance at making the third round, because they'll most likely be getting Maria Sakari. Uh, Tomova obviously last week as a lucky loser in Bad Omberg made the quarterfinal. And Daria Seville throughout the year, uh, since making her comeback, some very, very good results across the board uh, on different surfaces all around the world. Good stuff from Daria Seville, amazing. Qualifier Astro Sharma versus Tatiana Maria. <laughs> Winner faces either Krunic or Sori Kirstea. Just last week, Sori Kirstea beat Krunic 6 1 6 1. And here they go again. Uh, looks like Sori Kirstea is going to win that one beat the winner of Sharma or Tatiana Maria, make the third round, potentially face Sakari. Here we go. Uh, things could get good. Uh, things could get good, honestly, for Sakari or, or uh, for those who, the, those of us who are against Sakari and want to see her struggle and not play uh, your auntie, Zoe Hives. Um, sorry, Kirstea, Maria, Sakari, third round match. Yeah, could be good. Trevisan versus Kosiaretto. Winner faces Gorgoch or Bigu. Looks like it's going to be a Trevisan-Bigu second round. Winner will face either Wickmere or Zhu or Dodin and Ostapenko. Uh, Ostapenko, that's a big hitting opponent, Ossian Dodin. Uh, going to be very uh, serve dominant, I feel like. A lot of big serving, heavy hitting, uh, a lot of baseline play. Ostapenko getting it going now. Uh, should make the second round, beat Wickmere or Zhu. Uh, make the third round, face either Trevisan or Bigu. Uh, and then, you know, make it through there. In the fourth round, you have either Sori Cristea or Maria Sacri. Or Zoe Hives. I mean, look, maybe your auntie can play tennis. But no, good good stuff for uh, for this girl, Ostapenko. Uh, easy path, I think, to the fourth round, to the, qu uh, to the quarterfinal. Benchich versus Shang Wang. Winner faces Korpach or Watson. Benchich looks like she's good to make the third round. Where she'll face either Madison Inglis or Dalma Gelfi. All the time, Kaya Yuvan versus Biahdad Maya is a first round match. It's unbelievable. Happens all the time, all over the place, man. It's incredible. Kaya Yuvan, Biahdad Maya in the first round. One of them is going to go home. Can you believe it? Like one of Astra Sharma and Tatiana Maria are going to be able to say, I made the second round of Wimbledon this year. But Kaya Yuvan and Bihdad Maya, only one of them can say that. That is so, that's so brutal, man. That is actually so brutal. What makes it so brutal is that this is not talked about. This is not discussed. And this is so overlooked. It's disgusting, man. It's so disgusting. Kaya Yuvan, Bihdad Maya, are you serious? Wow, that is so brutal for Kaya Yuvan. And like, look, that's not even fair. Because if she if she wins and she's hell of a player and she can win, and she'd deserve she'd be deserving to do so. That's so brutal for Bihadad Maya. This is this is disgusting, man. As I was saying, Benchich, uh, Shang Wang, and then we'll face either Korpach or Watson. So it looks like Benchich is good to make the third round. And looks like she'll either be facing Kaya Yuvan or be Haddad Mai in the third round. 
If we get Benchich and or be uh, Benchich versus Bihdad Mai in the third round, wow. Annalena Kalanina versus Anna Bonder. Anna Bonder has not. I think she did play on grass. I think she played one tournament and she lost her first match on grass. I'm not 100 percent sure. When we when we get to that next segment, we can talk about that. Um. But yeah, uh, Alania Kalanina, not very good on grass. Anna Bonder may be able to make some moves. I'm going to say Anna Bonder with a first round upset. Uh, winner faces Jody Anna Barrage or Lesia Turenko. I'm going to say Barrage. She's a hell of a player and fighter. Uh, Bondar and Barrage, uh, second round match. Yeah, interesting stuff. Julie Nimu versus Shinya Wang. Winner faces Bernarda Pera or Annette Contivate. As I was saying earlier when I was talking about Annette Contivate. Annette Contivate, easy draw. Bernard the Pero can be tricky, but just so reckless, so erratic, so inconsistent, so unreliable. And I think that one win could can, you know, get something going a little bit. Gets Julie Nemo or, or Shinyu Wang. And then she's in the third round, and she's facing either Kalanina, Bondar, Buraj, or Tsurenko. That's good stuff. And then Kontovate is in the fourth round, and that's where it gets tricky. It's either Bencic or Haddad Maya or Kaya Yuvan in the fourth round. In the quarterfinals, she gets either Ostapenko uh, or Maria Sakari or your auntie Zoe Hives or Sori Kirstea or Darya Seville. Let's go to our draw and put in our picks. Sakari beats Zoe Hives, can you believe it? Daria Seville beats Tomova. Tatiana Maria beats... I'm saying Sharma beats Tatiana Maria. Sori Kristea beats Krunic. Trevisan beats Kosiareto. Bigo beats Gorgoc. Uh, Wickmayer beats Lin Zhu. Ostapenko beats Dodin. Benchic beats Shang Wang. Uh, Heather Watson beats Korpac. Inglis beats Galfi, Behadad Maya beats Kaya Yuvan, Bondar beats Kalanina, Buraj beats Tsurenko, Shinyu Wang beats Julie Nemo, Annette Kontavate beats Bernardo Pera. Sakari beats Seville, Kristea beats Sharma, Bigu beats Trevisan, Ostapenko beats Wickmeyer, Benchich beats Watson, Haddad Maya beats English. Bondar Buraj Bondar beats Buraj Annette Kontavate beats Shinyuang Sori Kirstea beats Mira Sakari Ostapenko beats Bigu Benchich Haddad Maya Wow Haddad Maya Wow I think Benchich beats her uh, it's, it's tough to see Haddad Maya beating her with all honesty and Kontavate beats Anna Bondar are two fourth round matches. Sorry, Kirstea, Ostapenko. I'm saying Ostapenko. And Belinda Benchich versus Annette Contevate. Wow. Can we get a head to head on that, please? What are you guys what are you guys thinking? I'm, I'm I know they've met before. I'm just trying to see this head to head. Contevate 3 0. Wow. Australian Open. 2020, 6 love, 6 1. Ostrava Open, 2021, 6 4, 6 3. And St. Petersburg this year, 7 6 6 2. And that's Contivate 3 0 against Belinda Bencic. 
And I'm telling you, Annette Contevate is going to do big things this year, so let's put that in. Ostapenko Contevate quarterfinal. Can we get a, a can we get a head-to-head -head on that, please? I know they've played before. I think uh, Contevate beat her in... Contevate 4-1. Yeah, did beat her in, in Doha this year in, in the semi-final 6-1, 6-4. Also beat her in St. Petersburg, 6'3", 6'4". Uh, also this year, last year on grass in Eastbourne in, in the final, Ostapenko won, 6'3", 6'3". Uh, but the other two meetings, uh, Contivate won them. Contivate 4-1 against Ostapenko. Mm -hmm. I'm saying Contivate. Let's send it. Okay, so that is all the quarters done and dusted, and we have our two semi-finals, top half of the draw. Rabakina, Kvitova. Bottom half of the draw, Uns Jabor, Kontavate. The final, I'm saying, is Kontavate versus Kvitova. And Kvitova is going to be a three-time Wimbledon champion, can you believe it? Well, it looked like we reached to that conclusion rather quickly. Our four semi-finalists were Rabakina, Kivitova, Uns Jabor, and Annette Kontavate. Our eight quarter-finalists were Kontavate, Ostapenko, Uns Jabor, Daniel Collins, Koko Goff, Kvitova, Rabakina, Putintseva. Mm -hmm. Let's look at some future bets to make, and then uh, after that, we can just crack on and look at tomorrow's slate, and and then that'll be that. Now to look at some quarter winners, to go back to the first quarter, Iga Sviantek's quarter, Iga Sviantek's odds to win that quarter, so to make the semi-final, is minus 225. Pagula is plus 1400, and I think that looks good. Or Eleanor Rabakina, plus 2500, also looks good. I have Eleanor Rabakina making the semi-final, making it out of this quarter. Eleanor Rabakina, plus 2500 is good. Jesse Pagula, plus 1400, also looks good. Bianca Andreescu, plus f uh, 550, second, uh, second favorite after Iga, but Iga is, is by far the favorite. Um... So I, th I don't think shouldn't go crazy on this one just because of how likely it is for Iga to come through. But, I mean, fuck, there are some names uh, here that honestly, like, I don't know, man. Uh, some of the names where I would not be surprised if they if they won this quarter, other than Iga, are Andrisku, Muguruta, Pegula, Rubakina, dare I say Sloane Stevens, Ayla Tomjanovic, Donna Vekic, Shinwen Cheng, Jilly Teichman, Putinseva. Maybe not all of those. I think Pegula, Rabakina, or Sviantek. Andrisku, not worth it at that price. Muguruza, unlikely. Sloane Stevens, unlikely. Ayla Tomjanovic, uh, unlikely. Donna Vekic, Shinwen Cheng, Yulia Putinseva, Jilly Teichman, no, but I mean worth it. I mean, like, Putinseva, no, 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 no. Forget it. I think Pegula and Rabakina in this in this in this quarter look good. 
Rebecca for twenty five hundred uh, looks looks really good. She's the one, two, three, four, five, sixth biggest favorite to win this quarter. So I think that's a good one. Second quarter winner, where Coco Golf is is the favorite to win it. Uh, she's plus three hundred. Petra Kvitova is plus three twenty five. Uh, Bet Petra Kvitova plus 325 to make the semifinal. I think that looks very good. Third quarter winner. Can you believe it? Ons Jabor is plus 175. Uh, I think that's the biggest deal. If, if you like to bet quarters, Ons Jabor to make the semifinal is plus 175. Um, and, a, and, a, and these are her contenders. Angie Kerber, Raducanu, Van Oetvenk, Alison Risk, Danielle Collins. Elise Mertens, Caroline Garcia, Clara Towson, Kaya Kanepi, Marta Kostchik, Andley. I mean, come on, this is Ons Jabor's quarter. And I fucking hate Ons Jabor. Uh, this fourth quarter is probably the most interesting. There's four sort of front runners uh, Haddad Maya, Bencic, Ostapenko, and Sakari. I don't know what Sakari's doing there. Uh, all three of those, all four of those girls, sorry, are plus 350 to win the quarter. Um. I'm looking at Annette Contivate, however, who's fifth favorite, just outside those four that are tied for being the odds-on favorite. Uh, Contivate is next, plus 800. I think that's worth a stab. Uh, Bencic, Ostapenko, Maya, not worth it at that price. Uh, Behatad Maya, plus 350. Uh, that's too little, to be honest. That's That's way too little. As far as winners, outright winners, I think there are only three that are worth playing at the given prices. Annette Kontovate plus 5,000. Petra Kvitova plus 1,400. Petra Kvitova the fourth favorite to win it after Iga, Uns, and Coco. And where's Rabakina at? And Rabakina plus 10,000 to win it. Uh, I think that's a good one as a long shot. Not really a long shot. Is it a long shot? I don't know. But I think those are good. Kvitova, 1400. Contivate, 5000. Rabakana, 10,000. Rabakana, 100 to 1 to win. I mean. Fuck, man. Sign me up. Alright, then. On to tomorrow. 32 matches. Bottom half of the draw plays tomorrow. Let's get to it. So, as we said, Annalina Kalanina versus Anna Bondar. Anna Bondar is plus 310. Which I think is 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 just insane. I mean, she is probably the underdog, like Kalanina should be the favorite. But as I always say, not like this. Over twenty and a half also looks good. Buraj Surenko, I think Buraj plus one eighty looks good. Uh, this is honestly uh, a bit of a fifty-fifty. Buraj has been playing pretty well. Beat Bedosa last week. Buraj looks good. Plus 180. Sinyakova versus Chwalinska is a pass. In Alban versus Alison Risk is a pass. Uh, all four of these matches in the early window tomorrow, it is their first meeting. Next slate of matches Kawa versus Marino. Uh, Kawa, the qualifier, I think her to win a set spread or line is really good it has a plus next to it plus 110 i don't think that's a bad idea at all uh kawa plays well and hard and a lot of her matches go over a lot of her matches go to three sets 
And it's possible that she wins this in straights. I don't know who the fuck Rebecca Marino is to be minus 500, minus five and a half games. Sorry, Kirstea Krunic. Uh, I think we run it back with the 2-0. Sorry, Kirstea 2-0. Looks good. Bernard de Pera versus Annette Contevate. Annette Contevate being shown too much love, uh, so I don't think it's bettable. So unfortunately, this one is a pass. Yuriko Miyazaki versus Carol Garcia. Miyazaki is plus 280. I think you go bet that right now. Clara Towson versus Hontama is a pass. I would like to see a little bit of uh, Clara Towson and see what's good with her. Hontama qualifier could be dangerous. Danielle Collins versus Buskova. Danielle Collins opened as a minus 2.5 favorite, around minus 150. Uh, she's now minus 125. She's minus 125. Marie Buskova, her opponent, is plus 110. I think over 21.5 looks good. I think this goes to three sets. Julie Nemo versus Shiyu Wang is a pass. Kaya Kanepi versus Diane Perry is a pass. Kaya Yuvan versus Bia Haddad Maya. Do you dare to bet the over 20.5? I think that's a little bit low. I think Kaya Yuvan plays hard, and, and the way Bia Haddad Maya plays, uh, aggressive, fast, and quick, Kaya Yuvan can counteract that. She's a really good counter puncher, and Bia Haddad Maya may need to play may be forced to, to deal her hand too soon um, and in and, and turn fire a lot of errors. I think this is a really good match uh, and one of the better ones for sure. Over 20.5 looks very good. Maria Camilla Osorio Serrano versus Elise Mertens. That's a pass. Miriam Bjorklund versus Unch Jabor. That's a pass. Madison Inglis plus 185 plus 3.5 versus Dalma Golfi looks very good. Very, very good. We're getting some value there on Madison Inglis. Um, she has been shit all year, but on the grass has shown some signs of life. Nothing crazy, some signs of life. Uh, Dalma Golfi is trending downwards and not good on the surface. Uh, Belinda Benchitz uh, being shown too much love against Shang Wang, tricky opponent. That's a pass. Magdalenet versus Fernanda Contreras Gomez. I think Fernanda Contreras Gomez uh, plus five and a half looks good. Over nineteen and a half uh, also looks good. Either one, uh, like it, don't love it though. Um, I'm a bit hesitant, reluctant to bet Fernanda Contreras Gomez, and Magdalenet is always scary, even though she truly deep down is a bum. A uh, bit of a tricky one though. Martina, Martina Trevisan, minus two and a half versus Cosireto looks good. Even though she's probably going to trend all the way down uh, and is priced incorrectly since the French Open. Uh, but it looks like uh, this line is not inflated, if at all. Not that inflated, if at all. Um, so Martina Trevisan, minus two and a half looks good against Cosireto. Corpatch versus Watson is a pass. Tamara Zidanchik versus Pana Udvardi is a huge pass. And so is Aster Sharma versus Tatiana Maria. Some of these first round matches from the bottom half here, like I said, are disgusting. Lucia Bronzetti and Anne Lee is a pass because Anne Lee is on the Jasmine Paulini treatment list. Uh, therefore, she receives the Jasmine Paulini treatment. Therefore, I'm not going to bet this match. Alison Van Utvank versus Emma Raducanu. If you hate yourself, and enjoy pain and suffering. You bet Amaradukanu with a plus next to your name, plus 135. 
Um, but this one is not one that I'm going to be betting, but I'm definitely going to tune into it tomorrow. It's on Sensor Court. Um, in the late afternoon. Mm. Angie Kerber versus Kiki Mladenovic is a pass. Should be good, though. Daria Seville versus Tomovo. Now this is this is honestly a pretty good match and it's honestly a bit of a 50-50. Um I really 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 want to bet over 21 and a half. And I think I might do that. This most likely goes to 3 sets. Gorgoch versus Bigu, way too much love being shown to Bigu there. So unfortunately that is a pass. Zoe Hives is plus 1800 against Maria Sakari. <sighs> it's gonna have to be a pass. Ostapenko versus minus as minus five and a half against Ocean Dodin. Honestly, Ocean Dodin plus five and a half at even money is worth a bet. Uh but it's just way too scary, I think. Mm-hmm. But could be good. I think Ostapenko will start slow uh, here at Wimbledon, but we'll probably win this. Um I mean sh should probably win this, right? Um, but I think she starts slow. Five and uh, Oceanto that plus five and a half for even money uh, looks good for a little sum sum. Couple more. The Zhang Banger versus Misaki Doi is a pass. Couple more passes, I guess. Uh, Wickmayer versus Zhu Lin. I kind of want to bet Wickmayer, but minus one fifty seems expensive. Could play the spread, but this is not the sexiest match in the world. Marta Kostic versus Katie Swan. This the line seems super sharp, and it's super super sharp. Uh, both players are being respected correctly, are being properly respected. No, no one is being over underrated or over un or under appreciated or respected here. Oh, could be interesting. Uh, I gun to my head. I would play uh, over twenty and a half, but I think Kostic wins in straights. Um, but Katie Swan could be tricky. And that is all for tomorrow's slate. Tomorrow's first round matches, uh, like I said, are the bottom half of the draw. And like I've said many times already, the bottom half of the draw is absolute dog shit in the early rounds. And, 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 and as you can see, we've, we've had a lot of passes. Um, but it's okay. It's only day one, round one. Uh, that means that... Uh, it's round one, day one, sorry. That means round one, day two is, is going to be pretty good. The top half of the draw will play. And, and a lot of those matches look a lot better, especially in the first round. That is all for today. This has been The Safe Space. Thank you for listening. One hour and 50 minutes in. I can't feel my tongue anymore, and I think my neck's starting to cramp. Uh, there we go. Full preview of the draw. We looked at each section. We looked at some future bets. Um, I think it's really it's, it, it, it's going to be really good. Uh, Grand Slams are always so exciting. Yeah, Wimbledon, f a little bit different this year. Obviously, the Russian and Belarusian players are banned. And because of that, they took it one step further and decided to strip away all of the points. So no points are going to be awarded to the winner. They're basically only playing for uh, the title, the, the, the actual glory. No points, no ranking, or the money, I guess. Um, some people are calling this a glorified exhibition. Uh, excuse me, but Wimbledon, uh, it's never going to be any anything like a uh, exhibition. Everyone always remembers the winner. 
it's fucking Wimbledon, it's a grand slam, you know what I mean, you can say you won a slam, I don't think there's an asterisk here, I mean maybe, there always is, uh, sometimes no, uh, uh, there's no pleasing everyone, um, I'm not happy with the decision of the no points and, and the ban of Russian athletes, I think both of those decisions are bad and, and it's even worse that one led to the other and, and it's just it just made it worse, you know what I mean? Um, but Kasatkina and Layla Fernandez are not in the draw and that's more than enough. It makes up for the omission of Alexandrova, Kudermetova, Sabalenka, Azarenka, Potapova, Kalinskaya. Like it's okay. Uh, I mean, uh, it's not okay that all of these girls aren't showing up. Uh, but 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 since we we have Kasatkina and, and Leila Fernandez staying at home, then it's okay. I accept it. Once again, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Safe Space. As always, best of luck to us, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.